Welcome to episode 78 of Collector's Quest Podcast. That banging you hear is me living through construction, so forgive that as we get through this intro. On this episode, Kat, Tyler, and I talk about cool things that came with Halloween-themed games. Cool packaging, some of them obtainable, some of them not. We just wanted to point them out to you guys. All right, real quick, before we begin, if you like what we're doing, go ahead, go to iTunes or wherever you listen, go ahead and hit that like button. Give us a five-star, review us, shout us out on the internet. That's the easiest and best thing you can do for us. No money required. Thanks. We appreciate it. Stay tuned. Welcome back to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Kat here with Johnny and Tyler. Hey. That was a very, like, monochromatic hi. Hey. Hey. <laughs> it's, a little bit, it's a little bit spooky. Why is that? For Halloween? Because it's Halloween, or the day before Halloween. So that's even better, because that means it's actually All Hallows' Eve. And that excites Ooh. you greatly, I'm sure. Uh, oh, man. So many inappropriate jokes. Yes. <laughs> Okay. What's the significance of All Hallows' Eve? How does it differ from Halloween? Uh, well, Hallow- do you want a Halloween history lesson? Because ha- <laughs> I, need, I need a Halloween Hall- history lesson. Halloween is like the, the bastardization of All Hallows' Eve. Halloween becoming the day. It's a long story. We don't need to get into this. But yes, Halloween and All Hallows' Eve. It's so good. It's the best. I just like to pick a topic and set you off. I know. I learn something new. Yeah, I, I know some things. I'm good at trivia. Yeah, I love Halloween. It's my favorite. Everybody knows this. That's why I've been doing a month-long post-session of Halloween games with a couple of missed games in between, you know, here and there. But it's been a rough month. It's been like the worst October in a long time. Anyways, we don't need to get into all that. Guys, what are we talking about today? Cat. Oh, so I'm on the spot. <laughs> we are talking about Halloween games that came with neat things. Can we say that's a good way of putting it? That's not limiting. Yeah, came with neat things or have neat things available for them that were directed like around that game, right? Yeah, that's a good way. Okay. Tyler, you concur? I, I concur. That sounds like what we're doing. All right. We have a triumvirate. Agree. Triumvirate. It's a $5 word. Yeah, well, triumvirate three. That's, you know, people use it wrong. All the time, like decimate. You guys know people use decimate wrong. I do. I do know people use that wrong. Yeah. It's one of the things that bothers me, but not as much as when people spell little Samson with a P. Oh, little Samson. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my little Samson. Maybe if you're from Alabama uh, or wherever you're from, Tyler. I'm from New York, but I live in North Carolina. But you, oh. I'm not from North Carolina. Definitely. Uh, no, you're definitely from North Carolina. Cat, what do you think? Uh, Tyler is now a Southern Hick, yes? I don't know. Is there a specific way that we identify this? Well, the twang in his voice. Okay. I, I guess I twang. just associate, is that it? Okay. like, uh, being, somebody being from the South as, like, a really predominant Southern accent, because we don't have that here, right? Yeah, well, 
And I guess technically to you, everybody is from the South. <laughs> well, yes, but you know what I meant. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyways, no one gives a shit about our geography. So let's go on. Yeah. So this is the episode. We've all got a few that we want to talk about. Tyler gave me some information last week about Monster in My Pocket. And I guess it was a couple weeks ago now. Shamed me on an episode due to my lack of knowledge. Uh, so much appreciated for that, Tyler. You never even look at the boxes you buy. It's like, I, it comes with a figure inside. Ah, screw that. I just, I don't even know how I missed that. And then I looked at the box, I'm like, oh, really, literally right there on the box. Huh. So I thought it would be cool then if we looked at, like, other things that would be cool, like Halloween items that were either pack-ins or you could buy with that. So that's the route I wanted to go down. We've all picked a few, and we're going to talk about them. We will give you a little bit of the collector's aspect on them. Most of these aren't, you know, they're not all common. Some of them are going to be impossible to ever get. So this isn't like make a list, go out and buy them immediately kind of a show. This is, uh, you know, Google an image of it and be like, wow, that's cool. I'll never have that. That's that this kind of episode. <laughs> and be jealous that you won't. That's what Johnny's trying to say. Yeah. So most of these items are also not in my collection, if we want to put any kind of perspective on that. Okay, cool. that's fair. That's just crazy, John. I kn- don't even know oh my things gosh. exist that aren't in your collection. The, lots of them. Lots of things. I've heard that that little monster in my pocket figure is not in your collection. It isn't. But there's one on eBay. You can go get it. I know. You know, right after we finished that episode, I went to the box and opened it and like crossed my fingers. I'm like, please be in there. And I just never noticed. It It wasn't. Well, before we put out this episode, you've got like, what, three days? And then... You can go run to it, because once someone hears it, they're going to be like, oh, this thing's on eBay. Maybe I yeah. should go check that out. Yeah, it can be yours for the low, low price of about $100. Anyways, yeah, so who wants to start first, Cat or Tower? Who wants to go? Doesn't matter to me. All right, so Cat, uh, why don't you start us off, and then Tyler, and then I'll go, and then we'll keep looping through. Okay, and eventually we'll make it to the end. <laughs> yep, we'll do about three, three-ish each. Okay, so... My first one is the press kit of Splatterhouse for PS3. It comes in a cool steel coffin box with a soundtrack and a mask. And I would like to have it because I think it would be really cool to display, especially around Halloween, but that's not going to (laughs) happen. No. Well, you can get the mask, right? Because there's a regular special edition that 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 comes with the mask. That's not unobtainable. No, but, but it's the- not as cool. No, I mean, it comes in a coffin box, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, like, I have an obsession with very morbid things. We were at a game store the other day, and there was, like, a card game, and the uh, the cards are shaped as, like, coffin boxes, and I, I just wanted it because they were shaped like a coffin. <laughs> All right. Our own little Wednesday Adams. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. So, yeah, that's a, a cool addition, even if the game is just pretty meh. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a requirement. The game does not have to be good to be on this list. No, because what comes with it and how it looks, that's still really neat. Right. Yeah, these are kind of hard to find. I We don't have prices on these, right, Kat? Not on this one, no. No. All right. Good enough. Anything else you want to say on that one? No, I think that's it. Definitely uh, try and track down a picture of it. It is really neat to see. Cool. Tyler. All right. I'm going to start the show with the st- the show stopper here, which is the Dark Watch Coffin Edition. It might be called Coffin Limited Edition, something like that, which if there is such a thing as a holy grail for Xbox, this is it. 
Really? Uh, it was only released on the Dark Watch community forums, and you would purchase it by using reputation points, which you'd get by like posting in the forum and contributing to the community. And it cost 22,000 reputation points, and the highest member uh, was, what's this guy's name? I'm going to find it. Darkfry024 with 20,226 points. So the most active member in that community did not have enough points to purchase this limited edition game. But we know it exists because it has surfaced on eBay at least once. Because there's a low-resolution picture of it floating around, and it has that little eBay camera icon uh, watermark in the bottom corner. Hmm. So, But we've never seen a price on it? I, I've never seen one for sale, and I've seen a bunch of Xbox collectors who, you know, they're kind of looking for it. They're like, yeah, I kind of got everything except Dark Watch Coffin Edition. It's that kind of game. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. No thanks. Yeah, found a lot of Xbox games this weekend, and... Um... You know, some strange variants. So many variants on Xbox. Just like dumb variants. But this is a good one. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it comes in a wooden coffin, and it comes with just a copy of a game, and uh, it comes with a little badge, which the pictures are gone on Internet Archive, so I don't even know what the badge is. I assume it's either an iron-on badge or, like, a pin. Could you check the Wayback Machine? Yeah, that's what I'm on. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So when I've seen people talk about it, I never even saw people go into the Wayback Machine. So I just went to the darkwatch.org forums and I look it up. I'm like, oh, you bought this thing with community points? No wonder no one has it. Ugh, man, that's too bad because that is pretty cool. I've seen the pictures and it's pretty cool, but I haven't seen the picture in a while. All right. So that goes to me. And mine is not shaped in like a coffin. You guys took the cool coffin ones, jerks. Mine is... Also, uh, like, we'll get the super rare impossible ones out of the way quick. And this is called The Tome, which is actually Eternal Darkness. And what The Tome is, The Tome is the book in Eternal Darkness. And this is just a book, and it says The Tome, Nintendo GameCube. It's on, like, a red leather cover. And it's actually a book that's been hollowed out with a space for the game. And it is a press edition as well, or a press kit. And it is super awesome, and I... Lost an eBay fight for it several years ago now and haven't seen one since. But I also haven't looked that hard. But I look occasionally and I'm still a little little sad I lost that one. So that was never available at retail, right? That was just sent out to press? Yep, just sent to press. And it is really cool. Uh, if you are looking for images, you can find it. There's a good Nintendo Age thread that has it. And then it, it occasionally gets brought back out, you know, about this time of year for people to show it off and you know rub the salt in my wounds so what are you gonna do can't can't do anything about it except buy it on ebay and then gloat later yeah well maybe it'll happen someday yeah i one day i'm gonna have that you wait you wait that doesn't surprise me (laughs) um yeah i just the question is how much money will i have to throw at it so yeah that's mine and let's just move it on cat All right, so I'm going to uh, also step away from uh, coffin-shaped things to chainsaw-shaped things that uh, this one will probably be a little bit better known. Uh, The Resident Evil 4 chainsaw controller, which was orange for the PS2 and yellow for the GameCube. I've mainly seen the PS2 ones, but they seem to go for about $60 to $100 boxed, and the GameCube ones tend to go for about $70 to $100 boxed. Something I would like to have, I don't have. I could have, I just 
would have to just actually go to eBay and buy it. <laughs> yeah, that's a so. Good. Does the chainsaw have any functionality? Is it just a controller that has this weird protrusion coming out of it, or does do you do anything special with it? It's just well, as far as I know, it's just a controller. I mean, I can't see it being very functional as a controller because I'm not sure how the hell you hold it, but. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess you put it on your shelf and you're like, check that out. Yeah, that it's is cool. cool. It's nice. It has a space. It means something. Uh, it's what I did with mine. I have the GameCube one. Oh, do you? I do, yeah. I like it very much, but I've never, it has never even occurred to me that I would try to use that as a controller. Yeah, so you, you have it mainly for a cool display piece. You weren't like, oh, this is going to be my practical all the time uh, playing controller. No. No, especially not on the GameCube. It was all about WaveBird. I'm not going to plug in a chainsaw. You know, I probably would now. Like, if maybe I'll I'll throw it in the Wii and fire it up. Yeah, you know, chainsaw make, some people. Make it like Insta story of it. Just let's see how awkward this really is. It would be a good Insta story. I think it would be. I want to see this. Yeah, I just have to plug in a Wii. That sounds like fun. <laughs> I mean, even though I'd never use it, I think it's cool that it's a functional thing and not just a statue. Like, if that oh. Resident Evil 7 thing came out and it was a house, but the house was also a controller, I'd never use it, but I think that's just super cool. I, I think the Resident Evil haunted house thing is pretty cool, except it's gigantic. Where do you put it? Yeah, I can't do all those modern games with these 3 by 3 foot boxes. I don't know what's going on there. Off topic, just whoever bought the Mario... Rabbids like special edition just why that thing uh, do, I mean, do you ro- love rabbits like that statue is so gigantic i didn't even see it it comes with i'm guessing a rabbit and not mario it comes with mario and a rabbit i think or mario rabbit i can't remember it but it's just like a big like diorama statue it it's big it's like sonic statue big yeah, I don't I don't know who's excited for that pairing. Everyone's like, "Man, this game is a great game in spite of it being a Rabbids game." Do they say it's good? That's weird. I've heard a lot of people say it's good. Uh, I haven't played it. Anyways, but I've heard it's like difficult enough, so. Cat loves Rabbids. She tells me all the time. I have actually that, never Is that a joke? Then. I don't even know. <laughs> oh, she's constantly raving about Rabbids. That's all I'm saying. It's right in there with Life is Strange. Yeah. Some yeah, of- I, I picked up your joke. Thank you. Okay. All right. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, move on. What's All right. I've got the same game. In fact, we could have done this episode with only Resident Evil games. It's possible we might have been able to do this episode with only Resident Evil 4 packs because there is so much Resident Evil stuff. That's super appropriate though. It is appropriate. It's I mean, it's awesome franchise. Uh Resident Evil 4 is my favorite one. This is one of the rarest ones. This is the Resident Evil 4 Collector's Pack. Not the Collector's Edition, the Collector's Pack. There were a hundred of these made, and they were sold on the Capcom store for $120. They had the Biohazard Sound Chronicle uh, soundtrack box, which is a 6-CD Resident Evil uh, soundtrack set that before this was only released in Japan. And then it also had a 7-inch Leon figure, and it had an extra-large t-shirt that only came in extra-large. Oh, And great. the coolest thing about this is that there's only 100 of them, and they released it for 120 bucks. And this was in 2005, so if this was 2017, people would be buying Russian botnets to ensure they get one of these because of the video game madness that we have going on now, especially for a huge franchise like Resident Evil. I know, it sounds easy to find. It's super easy to find. I've never found a record of one for sale. So oh. if you have one of these, or if you have Dark Watch, reach out to us, because I'd love to know more about either of these, because they are super rare. 
Yeah. And if you if you're like a PS2 completionist collector, I want to know if like you're actually aiming to get something like this. Yeah. Hey, uh, there's like a few other like cool Resident Evil ones from, you know, across the pond. Cat, you had another like Resident Evil one, like your honorable mention. What was that one? Uh, yeah. So in Europe, there's a Resident Evil Five. There's like a, I don't know if it comes with it or you buy it separately, but there's like a little vial of of the vi- of I don't know if it's of the T virus or not, but it is of some sort of virus. I'm assuming it's a T virus, um, and that's kind of neat. But I, as far as I know, I don't think we got that here. Can you drink it? Can you drink it? I don't know. <laughs> You well, could I mean, drink. You could. <laughs> you could drink it. Gross. Anything is possible. Yeah. Never know. Could be magic. Do you guys like Resident Evil Five? No, I think it's terrible. It's one of my favorite Resident Evil games. You it's nothing are... like Resident Evil games, but man, I think that game's a lot of fun. You know what? Here's what I often say about games. Man, that's exactly what I wasn't asking for. Thanks. Yes, you do say that a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, that's oh, that's it's... how I felt about Resident Evil Five. I'm like, man, Resident Evil Four. Thanks for reminding me that Resident Evil can be more than just like this schlocky stuff and gets pretty cool. And then they're like, "Oh man, people kind of like the actionness of this. Let's let's just make it an action game like completely and not even remotely kind of scary at all." Or, God, yeah, let's do that. Put in Ada Wong. Cool. Yeah, no, it's cool. It was like at the height of me being into like Gears of War games, so it was just the perfect time. All right. Sorry, I just wanted. I knew that Johnny wouldn't like it, so I wanted no, to go on a little terrible. rant about it. Blah, it's blah, <laughs> stupid, bad decision. Now, do I own it? Yeah, I own a few copies, but that's not the point. It says Resident Evil on the box. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so mine, my second one, and this is a really just easy one, and I'm going to continue my book theme. Alan Wake, special edition. Not because it comes with, like, the cool little storybook in it or any of the other stuff. The actual box just looks like a book. It's awesome. It's not even expensive. You can get it. It looks great. It's cool. Plus, I love that game. You've told me to play it before. I haven't played it. Oh, my God. What is wrong with you? I haven't played Luigi's Mansion either. (sighs) This, uh, man, fired. So, yeah, we're currently (laughs) taking applications for a new host. Um, just... Johnny has no words for you, Tyler. Oh, no. Fired is a word. Uh, <laughs> okay, is one word for you. Uh, yeah, just one. You know, I can't even, uh, I can't even say what I want to be saying right now. I'm going to just move on. No, just talk about how cool Alan Wake is. Does it come with anything cool in the box? Uh, it, like the script book, but it, that doesn't even matter. None of that matters. Like, it comes with the novel he's, like, writing. Not that you would know what that is, Tyler. But it, it's cool. The box is awesome. So that's right. that's the main reason to buy it. And it's not expensive. Like, you can pick it up for like 30 bucks. Do that. Okay. Kat, you've got a last one, yeah? Yeah, I do. And it's very fitting on the subject of Luigi's Mansion, which I do happen to love. <laughs> yeah, nice there segue. Is, yeah, I know. This couldn't have been any better. It's an easy last one, but it, it was just like perfectly placed. So there's a Nintendo Club exclusive special edition statue thing. It's got like a little background and Luigi with his vacuum. It's uh, it's kind of adorable. If I were going to have stuff like that, I feel like I would want to have that. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Too bad it sold out like instantly. Yeah, it would. Uh, it's not a, a likely thing, and I'm not as much into like side things apart from games and stuff like that. Like I never get into like amiibos or pop dolls or anything like that. So, but that is a cool one because I do have a lot of nostalgia for that game. I'd like to have it. Yeah, it's a good one. Have you seen that tower, or would you not even recognize it? 
I honestly, I don't remember that. I was only into Club Nintendo for like a year or two. I got the one with the big Bowser and the Mario cast. I got like a big uh, or little statue. That's the coolest thing I got from Club Nintendo. Yeah, there was some good stuff. And then there was like, here's a box of buttons. Yeah, uh, like once there was one year of that, I'm like, all right, I'm out on this. I guess. Yeah. I guess they're just going to give me bad independent games. And here's a here's a digital code. Gee, thank you. Not so. Was this was this like a more recent thing? Was this like to promote Dark Moon or something? No, this was at like the very end of uh, the Nintendo, the Club Nintendo uh, life cycle for point like points in, in that era. So it was like Wii era. Okay. Yeah. And then they then it sold out instantly, and they're like, "All right, guys, now you can buy this five dollar indie game that no one bought." Oh, they still had physical. They had physical items you could buy till the very end. The digital games and stuff that was like the platinum reward stuff that you got. Those were like the platinum rewards just got really dumb at the end. Yeah. Okay. But the stuff you could get in the store was still pretty good. Like I got like a Zelda bag for my my 3ds, like to put it in and stuff. There, there was still some fine stuff at the end. But uh, platinum rewards, womp womp, suck. Okay, cool. What else? Uh, what else you got, Tyler? Last one. Na- name it up. I've got a, a PC game, which does count as a game. It's. Uh, Are you sure? So you don't you won't like the PC part, but you will like the second part because it's Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Okay, you've got my attention. Go on. Yeah, there we go. So, innuendo laden comedy horror. So this is like a dungeon master type game. It's. Uh, it looks like every other Dungeon Master game, honestly. It's got, like, your movement controls on the left, and you actually have to click arrows to move, which is just as convenient as console games, I have to say. And then you have a big word list of things you can do, like examine and talk to and look into. So, again, just as intuitive and simple as console games. But this one stars Elvira, so you'll get sexual innuendos, and uh, you get to hear the voice of the worst commentator of WrestleMania 2. You're going to judge her. Look, WrestleMania commentary is not the thing she's being judged by. Oh, for me, she is. So I, I, when I think Elvira, I think of Scared Stiff, the pinball machine, and I think of how bad her commentary was in WrestleMania 2. Well, those are two things. Both of the Elvira pinballs are good. One. Two, Elvira's the best. And (laughs) Elvira is the best. And Kat, back me up here. Elvira's the best, right? No, I've been planning to do that for a Halloween costume for like four years in a row, and I never get my shit together enough to get the wig. So no, I, Cat, I'm, I'm on your have, side there. Have to do it. Have to see this. Uh, also, it's not just innuendos. It's also puns. Okay. And she's great at it. And the character's like based on a valley girl too. It, 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 it touches me on many levels. <laughs> There's a bunch of jokes that just wrote themselves. So let's move on quickly from that. We'll oh, lose that, that clean great. filter. Yep. Yeah. I've been, I've been honestly, I've been looking for a way to say titular character, but there hasn't been a good way to put that in here. Well, you just work it in, Tyler. There, yeah, it'll be super smooth. Don't worry, I'll find yeah. a way to do it. Yeah. So anyway, the cool thing this comes with, which is not a cool thing at all, it comes with a spell book and one of those little red decoder films. So it has a bunch of blue garbage over the page, and then the actual spells are are written in red, and you put the film over it, and it reveals the spells. Like the, like and the inst- cereal box decoders? Like the cereal box decoders. Oh, boy. But instead of being fun, it's actually just shitty DRM. Uh, so, because, you know, you're going to lose that film thing, or you're going to lose the spell book, and then you can't play the game, which is uh, super cool. I wonder if there's a filter, like, you can download on your phone... And then, oh, and then get through that decoding stuff. And I mean, if there, yeah. and if there isn't, 
that's an idea that's now out there in the world, and someone go ahead and develop that. You'll make money, I promise. Yeah, all the people who bought Elvira and need to code their spell. No, but like all the dumb cereal boxes and old material, this is not like something that's unique, you know? I'm sure you could probably yeah. also just buy that red film, but it'd be cool if your phone could just do it, because I like all when my phone does all the things. Yep. Well, and you're less likely to lose your phone. Right. And my last one, we're just going to move on. Whoa, I need to go back here. I need to say, well, I want to just give the price. People want about $100 for it. But big box PC games don't really sell all that often. That's just what people are asking. I imagine it's worth a little bit less. You know, after we talked about this game existing, I did go back and almost buy a few Elvira games. Because I did not know she had a series of PC games. I didn't know that either until this episode. Yeah, she actually, she's got, and they like won Game of the Year and stuff. Like RPG of the Year. Yeah. Or they like were these dungeon gone. crawler games? I read they, like an article on them, and it was like that it's super shitty because you can use reagents for your spells that are like plot critical, and then you just can't get them again. So the game's basically over. But oh, you don't know it. Yeah, no. Like these ones all play out like Shadowgate, basically. They all look like Shadowgate. You don't see your character, and you just move through like that. Yeah. Yeah. It like go through and watch Elvira two. What is it? Dirge of the, not Dirge of the Cerberus, that's Final Fantasy. El- Elvira 2 Cerberus something. I can't remember the exact name of that PC game, but it, it looks pretty cool. I actually watched a few playthroughs. It was neat. There's also, like, Elvira 2 The Adventure or something. Or, no, Elvira the arcade game, which is like an adventure Yeah, platform. I saw that. Yeah, that's was a that, weird Was one. that just a PC game, or was that actually an arcade game? I don't know. It says Elvira the Arcade Game, but I've never seen an Elvira arcade. And the ones I've seen have all been in, like, Australia. So I'm I'm on the hunt to see if there's an Elvira arcade machine, because that would be neat. If that cabinet exists, I bet it's, like, $1,000. Oh, at least. At least. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. And it would probably feature the titular character in which it takes its name. Ooh, good one. All right. Yeah, all right. Cool, did it. All right, word of the day, kids, titular. Look it up, it's not a dirty word. Triumvirate was already the word of the day, kids. Oh, well, oh. these are double T words, right? Two T words. Bam. Another innuendo. Yep, in your end, though. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm moving on to mine. That's that's not even a good joke, that was just bad. Nope. Um, nope, that was, that was horrible. My apologies, Kat, if you are offended. Cat oh, is easily offended. Yes, because I get so easily offended. We would not be friends if I got easily offended. Are you saying I'm highly offensive? <laughs> um, <laughs> That's what that I sounds know, I like. I am also. Yeah, you're more offensive than yeah, I. No one knows. No, no one knows. That, you should see the things true. she sends me. Uh, one <laughs> day, one day, it'll, yeah, one day it'll all be revealed. Cat, the most offensive one on the podcast, not me. Yeah. My last one is Deadly Premonition, the director's cut, but not just the director's cut, it's the classified edition, so what happened with this game was, it was on the Xbox 360, and then the PS3 got the director's cut, and then when the PS4 like kind of came out, they re-released the director's cut, and made it the classified edition, and they put it in a big box with some stuff, uh, it came with an FBI like investigation book, and it came with some playing cards that look like a little evidence box and the soundtrack. Because why would you? Why wouldn't you want the soundtrack from that game? And uh, yeah, if you haven't played this game, I've talked about it on the show before. It's really weird. It's a weird game. Controls are terrible. 
but it's it's worth it. It's so kind of everything about that game looks terrible. Oh, sound yeah. mixing looks terrible. <laughs> the graphics yeah. are pretty terrible. It comes back around though. I don't know if I recommend playing it, but watch watch a long play of it. Do that instead. Don't suffer yourself. Like watch someone who's already good at it and has figured out the controls. Maybe that's better. Oh, a new feature of this one: uh, motion controls. You can use your motion controls on it in case you need to do that. Also, Wait, it's what? available to play in 3D. So if you have like a 3D TV, this is like a PS3 game, cool. right? Yes. What motion controls are you gonna want to do in the move. Like, an adventure shooter game? I don't. I well, like like you have the light guns on the Wii, kind of that thing you did. Maybe for that. Oh my god. Yeah. Anyways. That's it. That's that's our games. Those are our Halloween cool things to go look for and also buy games for, if you like. Uh, now let's move on to the second half of the show. What are you buying? What are you playing? Take us away, Tyler. Oh, man, I'm starting. All right. So I've been chipping away at the Saturn set. I just picked up Battlesport, which is one of the rare games. And I felt real bad because my buddy at Forgotten Freshness in New York, it's a small game store in the middle of nowhere, New York. I just casually kind of mentioned to him that I was looking for Battlesport. And literally like a week later, he got one in a trade and he's like, I got it for you. And I, I bought Battlesport like the day before that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, shout out to Forgotten Freshness. It's a real cool game store. They're in the middle of nowhere, New York, and they just get traded in everything like i wouldn't have expected Battlesport to walk in the door there but they get like nes prototypes and sealed nes games just like every day it's crazy well, i don't know what's going on because new york was uh, like always a test area for a lot of these game companies because the major city are you but know, they're like major- they're up in like the sticks of of nowhere mechanic look up where mechanicville is i don't know i went to school there that's why i know i know just about it. i figure that maybe people just travel into the city for things in new york what, they just travel into the city for everything? What does that mean? Well, I don't know. That's how it works in LA. If you want like the weird stuff, you got to go into the city. Well, if you want the weird stuff in New York, I mean, you can go into the city and look for games in New York, and you'll find some really cool stuff for double what it's going for on eBay. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, the rent there is like triple than most places, so you know you got to forgive them a little bit for that. Anyways, so Battlesport. Battlesport. That game's terrible. I actually played a little bit of it. It takes about five minutes to load, and then it runs at a high frame rate. It's awesome, and the game is just totally terrible. It's like bumper car soccer, something like that. I couldn't even score one goal. Yeah, it's not a good game. I've played it. <laughs> no. It's not good. Uh, what else have I bought? I, I found uh, Custer's Revenge and Beat'em and Eat'em boxed for the Atari 2600, uh, both of them for 100 bucks, and I thought that was a pretty cool, good deal, so I picked that up off eBay. That's really good. Uh, yeah, I've been looking for Custer's Revenge just because that game is so ridiculous. And Beat'em and Eat'em is a fine companion to it. Yep. Uh, what else? I picked up Lunacy on Saturn. That's a great game. Also, on theme. On theme, correct. Didn't come with anything cool, though. Sorry nope. about that. Uh, so, with that, I think I, I've got about five Saturn games left that I really want to pick up. And it's it's mostly sports games, just because... The like worldwide soccer 98 people want like $35 shipped for it on eBay and there's like five of them and I'm like guys I know this game's not common but if there's five of them one of you has to give I'm like slam and jam 96 get out just no nope. give me that game for 20 bucks or 15 bucks get out nope you gotta wait you gotta wait <sighs> yeah so, no I'm being patient I don't mind it all right anything else you bought you want to talk about uh not that I bought what I've been playing, uh, a lot of NES games. I've still been playing Ninja Gaiden 3. 
which I beat for the first time five weeks ago, and I've played it almost every day since. Yeah, you've told us every episode. Move on. Oh my god, no, the game's so good. So my, I can do it in about 22 minutes now. Uh, move on. It's replace Super Mario Brothers. It's one of my top 10 games of all time. God, the game's so good. Everyone go play Ninja Gaiden 3. Uh, we're all uh, bored. Played- we're all bored. <laughs> Super Mario Bro- I'll, uh All right, I played Life is Strange. Uh, no, I didn't. I played Super Mario Brothers 2, because I'm playing some Mario games in, in preparation for Odyssey. Uh, I haven't played that game since Super Mario Advance came out, and uh, still not my favorite Mario game. Super so, Mario 2. Whatever. Yep, there's a game everyone kind of came back around, and they're like, oh, this game is the best. That game's not the best. Whatever. I Pick like vegetables. I like it, slow. but it's not the best Mario. Not even close. I'm, yep. uh, I'm a Mario World guy. Oh, yeah, I'm Mario World in 3, but I mean, so is everyone. So whatever. Well, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of 3, honestly. Like, I think it's fine, but I like that, and I actually really love the first Mario Galaxy. That's true. I think everyone between like Galaxy, Mario 64, Super Mario 3, and World, if you don't like one of those, you're just a jerk. Yeah, I'm not a huge 64 fan, so uh, Mario 64 was not one of my favorite games. It was cool, but not in a favorite Mario. Mario World is the one I've put the most time That's with. That's okay. You're allowed to be wrong. Nope. Uh, shitty camera and mediocre 3D graphics. But but when it came out, it was great. Oh, still great. Holds up. Came out on DS in like 2008, because that's how good it holds up. Yeah, I know. Great. Came out on the DS. Cool. Great. Wait, do you like uh, you like Batman on NES? I do. That game's not great. No, I played not. that too. But see, that's the oh, thing. Oh, well, you agree with that. Okay. Yeah. Most people go crazy about that game. No, I like that game a lot. It's not great, though. I like it. Um, I think it's uh, it's annoying, because there's enemies that take too many hits, and then there are those jumpy guys in the sores that... You can either just shoot them ten times while they're on the edge of the screen, or they just jump on top of you until you die. Yeah, well, that's that's uh, sounds like Saturday night for you. Cat, uh, uh, where do you weigh in on the Mario debate? Favorite Mario game? It's definitely for me. It's like Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Oh, it doesn't count. What's your favorite platformer? Um, that's like saying your favorite Mario game is the Mario Tennis RPG. Come on. No, I, but honestly, like, that's honestly what I go to. I'm like, John loves uh, Mario 64. I'm not a huge Mario 64 fan. I have to agree with Johnny on that one. It's just not my cup of tea. Are you an original Mario girl? I mean, I, I feel like you can't go wrong with that. But if I'm going to go play a Mario game, it's usually Mario Kart. <laughs> okay, but let's exclude karting and parties. What Mario would you go for? I like the original one. I don't dislike any of them. I, I just think that they're like, there are other ones I go to, but I'm not like, I don't have a magnificent hate on for any of them, except I really don't like uh, Mario 64. That is my second favorite game of all time. Mario 64. Next to Zelda Ocarina of Time. Yep. Oh, man. Love that game. You have all the uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time. Not my favorite Zelda game. Oh, whatever. There's so many good Zeldas. I don't even care. Yeah, like, same no. thing with Mario's. I mean, whatever. You could pick any of them. Yeah. It's hard to be wrong. Except for you. You found it. You make it look easy. Um, <laughs> anyways, Kat, did you buy anything? Uh, yep. I got uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, and it's also got uh, uh, Bowser's Minions on it for DS, about 3DS. It doesn't play in 3D, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, but that was the only thing I picked up, which I have yet to play, but maybe tomorrow if time allows. I have not heard anything about that game yet. Well, I'll let you know. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> Isn't that a port of the GBA game? Yes. Okay. But with better, better graphics. That's my understanding. 
Uh, yeah, like I saw this game in the store the other day, and I was like, "What is this?" So I've I've been so crazy, stupid, busy that I I didn't even understand this was a game that was coming out. Yeah, well, the graphics look really good. So I mean, like I I'm hoping to get into it a little bit tomorrow. So I'll let you know. But I'm I'm hopeful it will be enjoyable. Yeah. I remember the writing in that game was really sharp and occasionally fourth wall breaky, but I couldn't beat it because it was tedious because it was an RPG. <laughs> Yeah, we know how you are about it's RPGs. It's like a fluffy RPG, though. Had battles. I can I can only do so many battles before. All right, guys, I'm done. I'm done with the battles. If you want to just me have just have me talk to people, make into Animal Crossing. That's fine. I'll play that. Yeah, I like that you're okay with Animal Crossing, but oh, the game's the best. I've never played yeah. Animal Crossing. You're like you're like, oh man, this Mario RPG is tedious, but Animal Crossing, riveting action. Can't get enough of doing the same thing. All you do is collect stuff. It's basically my real life in game form. Oh, man. Your life sounds like a horrible video game. Oh, it's the best. No. All right. I'm going to move on from you, Tyler. I'll just stop talking the rest of the episode. No, you can still talk. I was at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo, which I think I said four times I wasn't going to. And then I went anyways. So that's where I went and I spent all of my monies. I bought a bunch of TurboGrafx games, I bought some bulk Xbox games, I bought some bulk PS1 games, I bought a few GBA games, then I came home, and I bought a few more GBA games, and... Can we just clarify? You said you bought a bunch of TurboGrafx games, and for you, that means you bought about half of the Hue card set, or that, Turbo Chips. No, no, because a few of those games were CDs. Okay. Because you can't tell. So, what would you buy? You bought like forty games, though. No, I didn't buy forty. That's you're a madman. I, I don't have that much money. Gosh. Uh, no, I bought like twenty-two games. Okay, totally reasonable for Johnny. It is. <laughs> yeah, like that was one. Of, That's I want you to you. know. Here's how I packed. I took out my biggest suitcase. I then found my next biggest suitcase. I put that suitcase in the biggest suitcase and then put a few of my clothes, you know, like two days worth of clothes in that case, which is like nothing in there. And, uh, like my deodorant and stuff. And then I left. Hey, if you're making the trip, you got to make it worth it. Yep. And I wound up not needing the big suitcase. So that was good. But I still came home with about 80, 90, about a hundred games. Which for you again, not that bad. No, because like last time I bought a few hundred Wii games. Yeah, I feel like for you this was a totally reasonable amount of buying. <laughs> well, I mean, turbo games can get kind of pricey, so maybe money-wise it wasn't reasonable, I don't know. I, I meant in terms of volume. Volume, yeah, volume it wasn't that bad. It was one large-ish suitcase, like half full of games. Yeah, see, like that's yeah. not bad for you. <laughs> no, that's pretty good. I guess, no, that wasn't helpful, because I put the Turbo games in my carry-on, because those were valuable if anyone went in there. Like, if you want to steal the bulk PS1 games, cool, whatever. What I played, I played a little Metroid, and I played a bunch of sweet pinballs and arcade games, and, you know, a few of the, uh, you know, just random games that were in there. Like, they had a Star Wars section, so I went through and played a bunch of Star Wars games, like console Star Wars games. And I got to try out the Hobbit pinball, finally. I waited so long Ooh, to play did that you like game. It? I did like it, actually. I played it for about 30 minutes. All right. Hey, yeah. that's more than people who plunge a ball and play for two minutes, and they're like, ah, this game sucks. 
Yeah, so. no, I, well, I mean, you can't tell if a game is good in your first, like, five Well, yeah, that's plays. why I'm saying, you, you gave it a good shot, and you still came up with the wrong opinion. Yeah, because you dislike it? Uh, that game sucks. No, I like Boring it. is too big. It, it, it is, it feels really big. I don't know if I would want to own it. I think, I think owning the original Lord of the Rings is probably just the, the way to go. But it's impressive. It's impressive looking. Oh, man. That game looks awesome. The lights and the playfield art, everything about The Hobbit looks amazing. Yeah. I just wish I liked the game more. Yeah. And then I got to play a bunch of Elvira Scared Stiff and make a bunch of noise right now. Yeah, because I love Elvira. And I played... What else did I play? I played the Ford Mustang Pinball Machine. And because I, I, I slammed that one a lot for being, like, really just a horrible theme. And with pinballs, you can never tell. that It can have a shitty theme but be a good pinball machine. Yeah. Yep. Still hated it. Oh, I like Mustang. I I kind of enjoy the Metallica pinball machine. I like that was there. I played that a good piece as well. Like I just enjoyed the Metallica machine. Yeah, that was it. Any arcade games you play that no one's ever heard of? I didn't play any like weird art. I played like X Men, you know, the big four player one. Oh, the right. six player. I didn't see the six player one. The six player one was there last year, and we battled on that some, and that was cool. But yeah, this year was that was not there so. What actually goes on in Portland besides just buying games and playing arcade games? Is there anything cool that happens and there? And pinball machines. Uh, there's like the, oh, the Tetris tournament is there. Like the World Tetris Tournament is there each year. With like the, the Tetris World Champion Thor. Yeah, this guy is on NA. They like really special homebrews and stuff. There's panels with with, with all the big YouTubers, which I just never, ever watch. Um, <laughs> just can't bring myself to do it. You know, right. I'm sure some of them are fine, but I don't watch like their youtube videos people are like oh you love games i bet you watch all their youtube channels you got a podcast and stuff i'm like no i kind of spend enough time doing this and like researching so yeah i don't ever do that not that i'm not hating on those guys for their stuff it's cool they have much larger followings than we do so <laughs> they're doing it but yeah this their thing isn't really my thing a lot of it feels like shtick ish and like i've met a few of them just be by being at conventions and they, like, weren't my favorite people, you know? I was like, eh, not, not really into it. Like, I met the Game Chasers guys, and they weren't bad guys necessarily or anything. They didn't do anything outwardly rude to me or anything like that, but I was just like, ah, uh, my hand feels sticky after shaking your hand. Like, they were just going around the booth, just meeting the vendors, and I was like, eh, nah, didn't like it. Didn't expect you to name names there. All right. Hard-hitting podcast right here. Uh, Well, I mean... Uh, like I said, they weren't rude or anything. They were perfectly nice. You just said your hand felt sticky after. You I'm just it. saying how I felt about it, just because I like, it, like there was a stick there. There was like, I'm sure they as people are perfectly fine people, but like the the performance aspect, and I don't fault people for putting on performances or or playing roles as they, you know, do their entertainment thing. That's it's entertainment, right? So they should do that. So uh, all the YouTube people, they were quote unquote on, like in character. And that was when I met them, they were on. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's what I didn't like. Unless maybe that's them just all the time, but it felt like they were on. All right. Well, I'm probably going to be there next year. So I'll see what it's like in Portland. Okay. I'm real jealous of everyone posting all their cool stuff they got on Instagram. I would like you and Kat both to go to Portland and then we could hang out in Portland. We have a good time. There's a lot of people from my local area that go, you know. I got to see some really cool stuff because I was lent a vendor's badge. Don't tell anyone. 
so I got to go in early and like look at stuff and see like kind of the pre-show setup and stuff and look around. That was cool. All right. So yeah, cool. It was good. It was a good trip. I had fun. I got to hang out with a bevy of people. I've already named names, so <laughs> I'm not going to name any more. Sorry, guys. That's it. Hard hitting podcast over. <laughs> That's all you have. Have you right? have you played anything? Did you already tell us what you played? I just told you I played all the arcades and pinballs. Oh, all right. Well, that's what I played. I, don't know. Did, I, did thought, I, ne- I thought you liked console games. I I told you I played Forgive some Star me Wars. For being wrong. I played some Star Wars console games. Told you that too. You didn't even name a single Star Wars console game. Okay, I actually played a bunch of the Atari ones because they were all set up. I also played Super Star Wars, Super Empire Strikes Back, the best Star Wars game. Don't you feel weird going to a convention and playing a bunch of games that you already own? No. Right. Tyler, if I did that, I could never walk into, like, any place and play a game. Like, oh, don't you have that at home? Or buy, like, multiple cop- like multiple editions of a game? Yeah, Tyler. I don't know. When I'm at MAGFest, I, like, I go seek out, like, the VIC-20 or the Vectrex, just because I don't have those, so it's oh, nice to play them. yeah, I don't want to ever play those. You know, I've done. You got to keep playing it just to be like, yeah, I still don't want a Vetrex. This isn't very good. Well, I mean, I did that with the the Atari games. I was like, man, I used to love playing this game. Cool, I'm gonna fly my my little snow speeder at those ATATs. Nope, this sucks. I fucking hate this. Fun fact: if you get the GameCube game on the preview disc, if you pre-ordered it for GameCube, I think it was like Rebel Assault two or three. I can't remember. But there was, on that preview disc, you could play the Atari games. There was a couple of them loaded there. You play the, oh, I didn't know that. I know you can play the uh, original Star Wars arcade game, because that's why I bought that disc. Oh, is that, is that what it is? Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. it. I thought that was the Empire Strikes Back one, because I remember playing that. I don't remember which one it is. Okay. Nah, we don't know. Anyways. Informed podcast. Yeah, sorry guys. We failed you here. I think that's all we got time for. We're just blathering. You're going to just need to edit all that stuff out. It was garbage. Keeping it in. No. Cat, tell him to stop it. It's a lot of work to wrangle two of you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I- I'm passing my wrangling throne. I- I'm just going to let you guys run with it. No. Y- look, you've got one job. <laughs> you had one job, Cat. Apparently just to wrangle you and-, and-, and now Tyler. Yeah, to keep the podcast on track. It's not wrangling specific. It's keeping the podcast on track. Okay. This is the kind of job I'd expect that someone who likes Mario Kart more than Super Mario 64 would do. A kind of mediocre one here at wrangling us. This guy, You'll be fine. This guy. All right. She says that sinisterly. And he's like, oh, you'll be fine. He's like, I didn't know I was in jeopardy. Oh, no, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. And you're like, hmm. I don't like it when people tell me it's fine or I'll be fine. That's a fun fact, kids. When I was a child, I was not allowed to say fine to my parents. I don't. Yeah, that's kind of rude. I can understand that. I I wielded that word like a fuck you. That's how I use it. I don't. You're going to stop doing that. Fine. Don't you say fine to me. Fine. I swear to God, if you say fine one more time. Okay, fine. I was that kid. Sounds like your parents beat you, Johnny. <laughs> no, my parents did a lot of horrible, shitty, stupid things, but they did not physically abuse me. They get off the hook for that one. Now, there was no 
they never they never beat me good or anything. I got spanked a few times. By by today's standard, I'm sure it would be called child abuse, but back then it was just called discipline. Cat wrangle. It's time to wrangle. Ask Johnny what his okay, Instagram so handle is. Now we're going to move on to the very last part of the show. Johnny, where can we find you? In tears, because I was never beat as a child. Okay, you know what? You can stay on topic while we finish, and then you can text me a whole novel afterwards. Uh, no, I'm, I'm fine. You can find me at Johnny underscore Iucci. That's J-O-H-N-N-Y underscore I-U-C-C-I. Thank you. And Tyler, where can we find you? I'm at default gen, default G-E-N on Instagram. And you can find me at Catsylvania, K-A-T-S-E-L-V-A-N-I-A. All right, fine. 